Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, Melinda and I are coming to you today from lockdown Brisbane. Um, that we get on and help a few people um, in this time to continue on our work, help clients, help um, people understand the Brisbane market. And today we're going to talk about the uh, what they're calling the frenzy in the property market in Brisbane. Yeah, so um, welcome back, everybody. We've put a lot of time into pulling together some information today to actually help some of the listeners to the podcast to understand when is the market frenzy in Brisbane going to stop? I mean, you know, people have referred to the current market conditions as a market frenzy. There does appear to be a lot of FOMO out there in the property market throughout our city. So we're really going to tackle this issue today and take a deep dive into what could stop this current period of Um, rapid price growth, Um, but more importantly, what is causing it and how long it is likely to continue. So I really hope that you get some value out of the information that we will share with you today. So so I guess when we're talking um, with the current market conditions, I guess there's one thing that the positive for a lot of people, one positive anyway, is if you've got an asset that is not performing so well, uh, it's probably a good time to offload. Yeah, everything sells in a strong seller's market. And we're seeing that throughout Brisbane right now. We're seeing properties that have impacts that would otherwise cause them to sit on the market for a long time. We're seeing those properties sell very quickly. So properties on main roads, properties in heavy noise overlays, on train lines, on um on areas you know, all we of probably them. wouldn't buy areas we probably <laughs> wouldn't buy even flood impacted properties people are still paying a good premium for any type of property that has an impact that would otherwise cause hesitation in a buyer and the reason for that is simply because there is so little stock and there's so little to buy that people are just scrambling and and trying to get into the market and they're trying to buy anything that is available Obviously, the risk associated with that is that in the event you ever have to sell and the market conditions are very different to what they are today, you may have a property that is much harder to sell because in a market that's a buyer's market where there's a lot more sellers than there are buyers, you will find that type of property that has that type of impact or negative overlay will sit on the market for longer unless you drop the price. So it is a very important thing for buyers to understand. Everything sells in a seller's market. Um, however, it won't be like this forever. The tide must turn. It's not a case of um, if, it is more a case of when. So be very careful with what you choose to buy in this type of market. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, good for sellers, be careful if you're a buyer. Um, you will eventually, you'll probably have to sell that property or do something with it in the future. So make sure you're smart. Don't get caught up in that um, that FOMO, as they say, um, and make sure it is, you do take your time. Don't get caught up in that frenzy and make sure it's a smart decision. Yeah, but what we would like to say is that we have noticed Again, um, in the last two or three weeks, buyers are really starting to extend again on price just to get into the market. We see um, small cycles. They come and they go in the Brisbane market. And we see that because we are out every Saturday. We're watching auctions throughout the city. And, you know, just off the back of the last weekend, we attended four auctions, I think, um, throughout the city. And those were hotly contested. They sold well above where we would have potentially um, 
valued them based on comparative sales. And that tells us that at least two buyers are still pushing that price up to an amount that's well above um, where that property may have sold for just two or three months ago. So people are extending and we're going to talk about who is extending and in what areas people are extending the most as we get into this podcast. Yeah, I think it's a good point um, just to make on the back of that, that when people look at properties and I know we used to see people advertising and spruiking about buying at under market value and things like that, which we always um, have a laugh about. Um, there is a new market value and, and whatever people are paying for property now, that is what property is worth in Brisbane. So we've got to understand that we need to move with the times. We need to get up with the times. We can't look at historical data and say, well, oh, it should be worth about that because it's a new market and this is what it is. We have to live with it. Um, and it's moving in that way. It's moving forward. So we need to get with the times and understand that that is what property is actually worth in this city these days. Yeah, good point. And, you know, what a property sells for um, in a, a normal market when it is advertised for sale um, is its market value. So every property that does sell, even if we think that it is an, an amount that is stretched, that becomes the new baseline for other properties that are looking to uh, sell in the area. So it is definitely something that buyers need to keep in mind. I know um, when we're talking to buyers and that's the business that we do, um, when buyers say we don't see value at that level, the issue with that is that if other buyers, multiple other buyers see value at a level above what you're prepared to pay, you will never buy in the current market because uh, the market determines the value, not an individual's perception of value and that's an important thing that buyers need to differentiate the market determines the value not an individual person's perception of value yeah and i think that is an educational thing that we we do try and help people through that journey to say as you as you mentioned i don't see value at that when you go to an open home and there's you know 50 60 odd groups through there there's a lot of people that see value yeah and, and you've I got to understand that's what they see value at and if that's what it sells for all those other people see value. So you've got to understand that that is what people see value at. Yeah. And, um, you know, what's causing this market frenzy if we want to get down to the nitty gritty? Um, basically, in Brisbane right now, there are a lot more buyers than there are sellers. And this has the effect of pushing prices up. It is a basic economic principle of supply and demand. And I know I do talk about this a lot on the podcast, but it comes down to when supply is tight. Now, supply comes from properties available for sale. And then when demand exceeds supply, demand, remember, is the number of buyers looking to buy. The depth of the imbalance is what has the greatest impact on the rate of price growth. Now, I'll just repeat that. The depth of that imbalance is what has the greatest impact on the rate of price growth. So it wouldn't be a podcast if you didn't have some numbers and some stats and percentages. So Let's just break that down a little bit when you talk about that supply and demand side of it. What about the sales volumes? What's happening on that side of it? Yeah, so sales volumes can give us an indication of um, what's happening in terms of the supply of properties because we can look at what the volume of sales are and compare that to the number of listings that are available. Now, if we look at Brisbane um, today and compare the number of sales um, compared with 12 months ago, this is data up to the end of May 2021, sales volumes have increased 38.5% over that 12-month period. That's according to the CoreLogic data. So 38.5% increase in sales volumes. It helps you understand 
how many transactions have actually occurred. So the state government will be pretty happy because the stamp duty um, payments have been through the roof. So to keep that in balance then, obviously if the sales volumes are up, as you said, 38.5%, then listing volumes need to be about the same. Well, typically um, in a a market where supply is meeting the demand, that would be the case. However, if we look at the total listing volumes data that's available from CoreLogic, across the same 12-month period, total listing volumes are down 23.8%. So sales volumes up 38.5%. Total listing volumes down 23.8%. So there's a massive mix match between, you know, the number of transactions that are occurring and the number of properties that are available for sale. And that mismatch um, leads to fewer properties that are available and, you know, causes that or has a contribution towards that buyer frenzy that we're experiencing. So what's the sort of cause then, I guess? um, I guess if we look at that demand in in a very simple way um, and we're out inspecting properties during the week, not so much this week, um, with lockdown, just doing the essential things that we have to do with pre-settlements and things that um, essential for properties to go through. But week in, week out, weekends, we're out and about. It's it's the numbers we're seeing at those open inspections as well. Absolutely. So, you know, when we have to compare what's going on on the supply side of things, we've then got to look at the demand and what is driving the demand. So I'd like to break that down now. Um a measure of demand um, or or demand needs to be measured in a certain way. The way we can look at uh, demand is understanding how many people are actually out every weekend physically inspecting properties. That is a sign of real-time demand. We don't need to wait for data when we've got a team that's very concentrated throughout our city because we're getting that data right now by being out on the ground every weekend that is a sign of how many buyers are interested in the property market, interested in buying, interested in putting forward offers right now. And that's critical information. So I guess the best way to explain that in a simple story, and I like my little stories throughout the the podcast, obviously. Um, I went to a property last Saturday morning, open house started at uh, 10 o'clock. I arrived at 9.35, (laughs) managed to get a park near the front. There was already people there waiting for the agent to open up. I got in early. Um, That property actually had its first open on Friday, which our team actually got through Friday anyway. Um, I went there on Saturday as well, just to go through it and to just sort of scope out how many people were there looking at it. Um, So an open on Friday and open on Saturday, there was over 95 groups went through that property in those two open inspections. And it had uh, 24 offers went on in on that property. Um, by close of business Monday, when they accepted the uh, the uh, best offer, basically. And that's the second um, lead indicator of the demand for property, as you've just spoken about, Scott. And that is, you know, we can look at how many people are looking at properties. That's not always indicative of true buyers for a property. However, the number of offers that are put forward on a property is a very good indicator of the demand for that individual property. And 
for one property to have 95 groups through, that tells us it's a high demand property or at the very least a high demand location. However, 24 offers on the same property tells us it's a high demand property within that high demand location. So this is the sort of information that we get by being out on the ground across Brisbane in multiple suburbs every weekend. And this really helps our clients to identify how far they may need to stretch beyond what comparable sales show to secure an asset in the current market conditions. Now, now to me, I look at that and say that buyer has to be pretty happy. They've, they've stretched to probably a little bit more. They've really, they've probably put a bit of stress on themselves, but they've, they've stretched that a little bit more. But there's 23 other buyers that are back shopping on realestate.com and domain and all those platforms. So they're, they're still shopping. They're still under stress. They're still into that pressure. They're still, they're not in the market at the moment. So that's a really positive thing. For me, I look at that and think, well done to the buyer. Um, they've stretched a little bit more. They've secured the property. There's now 23 other people still shopping for that type of property. And that is the sort of property that I personally would like to buy because I know that it is a high demand location and a high demand property. Compare that to any other property where you might only get, you know, three or four offers in the current market conditions. Um not any other property, but some other properties, depending on where they're located. That is a low demand property for this type of market. And therefore, when you go to sell in the event you ever have to sell, um, you may not have that buyer depth that is so important for consistent price growth. So it is something to keep in mind. The higher the competition when you buy, the better the quality of the property because it's more desirable for more buyers um, and you want that when you go to sell in the future. Now that was only a that was sorry that was under a multi-offer situation that one so again it's you know as we talked about earlier I don't look at things and say you're buying an under market value I'm saying I'm looking at things and saying I've just beaten 23 other people to a really really popular property um, even a lot of other opens that we do go to we're seeing generally at the moment 15, 20 groups is probably a, an average roughly um, that we're looking at properties at open inspections. The other one is, is probably the auction side of it as well. Yeah, so auction clearance rates are a lead indicator, especially for the Sydney and Melbourne property markets where a lot more properties do sell by auction. In Brisbane, it is becoming something that we can look at as somewhat of an indicator. It's not something we rely on heavily because Sometimes um, high auction clearance rates can clearly mean that buyers are, you know, outstripping sellers and they're willing to, to pay what it takes to purchase a property. If those auction clearance rates start to lower, it doesn't always mean that the uh, market is cooling. Sometimes it means that the seller's expectations are ahead of the market. And we've seen that in isolated um, situations throughout the city already where there's multiple bidders. The bidding is, you know, quite aggressive. However, the property may still pass in um, if it doesn't meet the seller's expectations. So that's where a property can then sit on the market for many weeks and become a stale listing simply because the buyers um, are not prepared to pay what the seller thinks the property is worth. So auction clearance rates can be influenced to some extent by the seller's expectations. But, you know, at the moment in Brisbane auction clearance rates have been consistently above 80, 85%. And that is extremely high for our city. Um, typically, our auction clearance rates have been less than 50% long term. So it gives you an indication that right now, the auction clearance rates are a lead indicator for the really strong buyer demand throughout the city. 
So another another one that way that we do this in house a little bit is is how we can see um, some of the demand is, is through some of the inquiries um, when people get in contact with us to find out a bit about our service, how we work, and how we um, how we operate. They contact us through our website, our Streamline Property Buyers website, and they can book a discovery call. We then have a chat to them for about fifteen minutes. Generally, at the moment, we open that up for nine uh, inquiries, nine discoveries per week. Um, and at the moment, we're, we're booked out pretty much most weeks. It, it starts the week off and all of a sudden our diary gets booked out with those um, discovery calls as well. So the inquiries coming through are still very high as well. So again, that's another way that we can monitor the demand. Um, and usually buyers are reaching out to us because they need help. They've become frustrated in the process. They may be located interstate. They're time poor. They don't understand the current market value. For all of those reasons, um, we can monitor buyer demand or demand for our services, which is an extension of buyer demand based on our own level of inquiry. And that has definitely been high and strong for many months. So some other contributions to this, what else is leading, uh, lending this sort of pressure, I guess, on, on the market? I think that, you know, we can look at all of those macro indicators and these exist throughout all of Australia. So we've talked about the fact that we are in a very low interest rate environment. Um, now, the RBA has clearly stated that interest rates will remain low until reflate, sorry, until inflation reaches that target band of between 2 to 3%. Um, you know, the minutes from those RBA meetings continue to support this theory. Unless we see interest rates increase, um, those interest rates are driving very cheap money. And it makes property purchases much more affordable for many buyers throughout Australia. So that is the same across the board. Another macro level indicator is the fact that, you know, despite a number of smaller lockdowns throughout Australia um, over the months that have passed since the onset of 2021 or since the onset of COVID, in fact, the national economy has definitely bounced back and recovered much faster than anyone expected following the first major shutdown after COVID came into our lives. Now, we've also seen unemployment tighten. Um, consumer confidence has rebounded to levels that we did not expect. And these factors as a whole contribute towards people having the confidence to make big purchasing decisions. And the purchasing of a home or an investment property is one of those large decisions that people make when they feel confident about the future. So those sorts of things are set across the board and they're filtered through all property markets around Australia. Yeah, I think I think people are looking to the future as well. I know that these these short, sharp lockdowns are very tough for small businesses and we feel for those. Um, and, and obviously we hope they all bounce back very successful. Um, but it seems like people are becoming a little bit more used to those short, sharp lockdowns, close things up, recover really quickly, get on with life as quick as you can. Um, we're not traveling. So people have that extra cash where they want to put into something and they probably look at the future a little bit and say, how am I going to invest and how am I going to set up for when things come back to some sort of normality? Yeah. And I think that those macro drivers, you know, we're seeing property markets around Australia as a whole rebound off the back of those sorts of things. But I would like to further um, dive into that that data because I'd like to talk about some of the micro level factors that are driving Brisbane and this is very different to other markets around Australia and the biggest thing there is that we have a very unique set of circumstances that make our current demand even higher than the demand for property that other cities are experiencing right now. First of those is that 
southeast Queensland as a whole, our region has seen record levels of interstate migration off the back of COVID-19. Now, most other large capital cities around Australia are declining in their population. The international borders are closed, international migrants are not coming in, and yet people who are residents are relocating. And where are they relocating to? Well, the national data shows that southeast Queensland and Queensland as a whole have a huge rate of interstate migration right now. So Brisbane is growing. The number of people moving to Brisbane is increasing. And this is contributing to the additional demand for property. And we see that first in the rental market. I don't blame them. <laughs> it, it's, it's a pretty good lifestyle up here, I must admit. Um, so I don't really blame them all wanting to come up here. It's quite, uh, quite relaxed. The weather's usually quite nice. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's a good lifestyle. So I don't blame them in a way. And it's affordable as well. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, the growing population, it also puts pressure on the availability of rental properties. And we are seeing that come through in our citywide vacancy rates. Now, vacancy rates give an indication of how many properties are available for rent versus what the demand for those rental properties is. Now, citywide right now, our vacancy rate is 1.3% in Brisbane. Now, that is a vacancy crisis. You know, we don't have enough properties available for people to rent. And because of that, we're seeing this huge upward pressure on rents. And we'll talk about that in our next market update. That's more so in the housing market than in the unit market. So people are also looking for larger spaces. And when they relocate to southeast Queensland and more specifically to Brisbane, they are looking to um, rent first. And then, of course, they look for a more permanent acquisition and then they look to buy. So we not only have a problem in terms of low supply for property sales, we also have a problem in terms of low supply for property rentals. So, okay, in some of the inquiries that we do get through and some of the questions or some of the people are inquiring, there's a little bit of a mix. There's, there's investors from down south and, and elsewhere, not, not locals, I guess, um, wanting to buy them into the market because it's affordable and they can get a good investment property. There's also people, as you mentioned, relocating. So people wanting to buy either relocate now or they're saying we want to buy something that we can as an investment now, but we'll relocate to in the future. So who who is driving most of this? Where's all the lending and who's who's basically getting the money at the moment? to buy in this in this market? What's that showing? Yeah, so lending data can actually be a key lead indicator as well in terms of the composition of buyers. So the number of finance commitments, for example, um, can be determined to get a feel for the demand for from property buyers for property. So as at the end of April 2021, the number of finance commitments throughout Australia actually hit record highs. So this demand is not just concentrated to Brisbane, it is Australia-wide. But the lending data also tells us that um, the composition of buyers is starting to change. Um, what we're finding in that lending data is that there's fewer first home buyers who are actively looking to buy compared with three months ago. So the number of first home buyer commitments is starting to decline. But what we're starting to see is an increase or an uptick in the number of investors who are seeking funds for a property purchase. So this indicates that the demand is now being driven by a change and investors are starting to get back into the market. Now, in Queensland, the investment activity or the, the lending commitment data from property investors has really started to, to show an uptick when we look at the, the graph there. So um, that trend is likely to continue off the back of strong growth prospects as well as 
um, strong gross rental yields that Brisbane does provide. But when we actually break down the percentage of investors versus the percentage of owner occupiers, we're definitely still seeing the owner occupiers are the group that are driving the majority of the demand. And that is definitely the case here in Brisbane based on not only the lending data, which comes from um, the ABS and APRA, but also based on what we are seeing out on the ground. And we know in some of the blue chip locations, um, we know, you know, property buyers are really stretching to get into their dream home. And I think that's also supported by data. Yeah, so it's, so it's obviously, as you, as you mentioned, the investors, and it doesn't surprise me when you look at those, um, the vacancy rates, that's, that's extremely tight. Um, but then the the owner occupiers looking to buy, relocate, upgrade, whatever they want to do. So, at what segment? What's what's the biggest sort of change that we're seeing? Yeah, so we can look at CoreLogic data, and we've got data um, that tells us that the top end of the Brisbane market, so that's the highest twenty five percent of values for properties that have sold in the last three months, that's grown at seven point five percent. Compare that to the lowest 25% of values, which has only grown at 3.4%. So typically home buyers will be buying large family homes. Um, they are generally the buyers that dominate the blue chip locations. They're generally the buyers that pay more because they're looking for that emotional connection with a property or, or a brilliant location. They are the ones that are stretching most and that's confirmed by data. So 7.5% growth in the top 25% of the market compared with 3.4% growth in the bottom 25% of the market in Brisbane. So that's, you know, a really significant price difference. Yeah, that, that higher price point, homeowners, um, the owner-occupiers, and we do help a, a lot of clients in that that area. So, I mean, a good example again, another story, um, we helped a, a client secure a property around that $2 million mark, um, and we secured it really fast. So we actually managed to secure that prior to going to auction. We managed to get in fast, have a look at that property, work with the agent our agent connections are critical on that side of things to work really closely with them understand what we see value at and what's going to cost to actually secure that property and that opportunity take some of the emotion away uh, and help them out that way and move really fast for them they secured that as i say before auction we got them in secured it um and they they stoked they got themselves a, a lovely lovely home um with some city views and it's actually quite quite a nice property um and and work really close Another thing is actually helping in with understanding conditions. And we've talked about this in the past, whether it's finance, whether it's building and pest, all those types of things. They're the sort of things that people need to consider in a market like this. How, how fast you can move, what sort of risks you can take um, and how safe that type of um, taking those type of risks are as well. Yeah, so I think that, you know, the big question on most people's minds is um, trying to get an understanding of when this frenzy in Brisbane might slow down. Um, we don't know when that might be, but we can have a look at some of the lead indicators that might tell us um, or might provide some insights as to when we might see a, a slight shift um, occurring. So first of all, um, for this market frenzy to slow down, we'd need to see one of two things. We'd need to see an increase in supply, a massive increase in supply. So we'd need to see more properties become available for sale very quickly, or we'd need to see more properties built very quickly to increase the supply of available properties. Um, neither of which we can see uh, happening in the near future. You know, building approvals, um, the pipeline for any new developments, it takes years, not weeks. Um, 
people do not have to sell. Um, we're finding people are, fi- are holding on to their homes for longer. They're providing shelter. It's a safe haven for them. People are uncertain when we've got a changing environment. So they don't tend to want to sell. The other thing is that usually sellers are buyers and when there's nothing to buy, sellers typically will hold on to their homes. Now, the other thing that people talked about a lot, um, especially when mortgage deferrals were in place, was the fact that there'd be this mass onslaught of forced sellers. Well, of course, no one has seen that. We're not going to see that. It's very unlikely that we'll see that. And in the event that we do see anyone that needs to sell, generally they will be property investors that will offload their investment properties before you see home buyers offloading their homes. So all of those things tell me uh, that the supply will continue to be um, very tight into the future. On the flip side of that, we can look at demand and Are we going to see any significant decrease in the demand for property? Well, first, you know, the population shift that we are seeing into southeast Queensland, um, at the moment, we can't see that slowing down. We're actually seeing that increase. Even in our own inquiry, we're hearing that more people are looking to relocate. And if they're not relocating immediately, they're buying now to relocate, you know, in the next 12 months. So it's a trend that we see is going to continue into the future. And we're certainly seeing that data to, to support that as well. I think people are also recognising that, you know, Brisbane does provide a more affordable option for them to live. Um, it's a more relaxed lifestyle. Um, and, you know, despite the fact that we are in COVID lockdown for three days right now, our COVID response, generally speaking, has been quite superior to other cities. We do tend to shut down very quickly when there is a very... Um, small outbreak to get the infections under control and then it seems to be business as usual. Of course, no one knows for certain what the future will hold. I think we've become more optimistic about the other side of these shutdowns. Um, Certainly when we compare that to the very first shutdown back when COVID first hit last year in March, um, people were very fearful because of the unknown. But knowing that there is another side, knowing we can get through that and knowing that these shutdowns do work, people are more optimistic. So again, we don't see people changing their large buying decisions off the back of small shutdowns like this. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I totally agree. And look, looking into the future, as we've, as we've probably mentioned several times um, when we do talk to people, um, I can't see it slowing down. Um, with the amount of people we see out, out looking to buy properties, at opens, putting offers on properties. Uh, it's a positive thing that market is is moving and it's just the prices that Brisbane's becoming. Um, today's prices are basically tomorrow's historical data. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is what it is, that's that's the prices. Um, people are still buying property. To me, good, good times ahead. Um, as we've always mentioned, and, and we have mentioned quite a bit as well in the future, you know, if, if we get the Olympics in 2032, again, what that's gonna happen in the future, it's to me, it's all just positive in the um, in the market as well. Yeah, and of course, with interest rates still low, um, unless we see some shift uh, in the next few months in interest rates, um, we're really not going to see that demand uh, for property slow down because it's still very affordable. And for people that are buying investments here in Brisbane, if they are putting down a twenty percent cash deposit and, and leveraging at eighty percent, in most cases, the property is positively geared. Now, who would have thought, even in some of our blue chip locations, that that was possible. But right now with interest rates, the way they are as low as they are, that is possible. So, you know, renters are, well, sorry, investors are getting the benefit of both worlds. They're getting strong growth, but they're also getting 
um, reasonably good rental returns. And, um, you know, that's the holy grail for property investors as well. So hopefully that's helped a little bit to understand this, what they call the, the market frenzy. Um, you know, as, as we say, we're positive about that. Um, if, if you're caught up in that frenzy and you need help, um, obviously reach out and have a chat to us. As I mentioned earlier, we do do this discovery calls through our website as well. Yeah, and I think that, you know, how long do we expect the frenzy to continue? No one can really tell. But what we do know is that we do expect this frenzy to continue for some time yet. Um, no one can accurately, accurately predict how long it might last. But when we start to see a slowdown on the ground, we, we are going to be at the forefront of seeing the lead indicators. When we start to see fewer offers on properties available for sale or when we start to see fewer registered bidders at auction, we might start to change our opinion on the strength of the market growth. It doesn't mean to say that we will um, suggest that the, the values of property will decline, but we might start to um, indicate or, or share the information with you that the, the speed of the market is starting to slow down. Now, that's not happening right now. In fact, we can look at the CoreLogic um, hedonic home value indices and have a look at the quarterly change on property values. And we have been upward of 6% for uh, the last three to four months when we're looking at those sorts of indicators. So, you know, that tells us that we're trending at about 6% growth um, over a three-month period. And we're monitoring that every day to see any shifts in the data as well as what we're seeing on the ground. So all of that sort of information combined gives us the confidence that the market is strong. The market is likely to continue to be strong in the months ahead. Um, for how long? No one can be certain, but um, we're very optimistic. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there. I'll let Melinda say goodbye again at the end. Um, thanks very much for listening again. Um, it's been good to chat and hopefully that gives you a bit of insight to what's happening here in Brizzy. Um, enjoy your lockdown wherever you are. If you're not locked down, enjoy the, the freedom. Um, take care and we'll, we'll look forward to chatting again next week with a bit more info to help people out with this um, the Brisbane market. Um, from me, thanks very much for listening and uh, take care. Bye for now. Yeah, thanks for tuning in again. Um, I hope you found some value in the information that we've shared once again. As always, if you do like what you hear, please don't forget to leave us a review and tell your friends and family about our podcast. The more people that hear our hints and tips, um, the more informed you will be as property buyers. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. Stay safe if you are in lockdown. Enjoy the freedom, as Scott said, if you are not. And we'll look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.